0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning for what is your Friday episode of Locked On Browns. We'll be here all weekend though, guys. Look, NFL Combine, no days off. We'll be having you covered every which way the Google hits, the Big Show, we well, got you covered here all weekend long. Um, we've talked about some of the weaker class, weaker groups in this class. Safety position, obviously, we have our concerns about. Um, Pete and I have questioned about whether or not the cornerback position and Bucky Brooks agreed today. If you saw him with former Locked On Dolphins host Travis Wingfield, it's not top heavy. It's a deep class at the cornerback position, but it's not top heavy. The weigh-ins today didn't do the cornerback position any favor favors um one player that you guys all know that i love at the safety position and we'll get to that here in a second uh with jeff lloyd your host riding solo for your local expert on the biggest stories cleveland browns wise for your daily delivery of all things dog pound antoine winfield now everybody loves him and everybody jeff well if everybody loves him why would it be available in the second round late second round antoine winfield checks in today um, I said he was probably going to check in a little bit under five foot ten. He's closer to five foot nine than he is five foot ten. A little bit north of two hundred pounds. That's okay. Hands are okay at nine and a half. Uh, arms are closer to thirty inches than they are thirty one. That doesn't help him a ton. The wingspan, you know, seven almost seventy three inches. It's okay, but it's not a great measurement. You bring in the medicals. It's going to we'll see how Antoine Winfield te- Winfield tests. But it's a concern. It's a player I love, and I don't care if I can get him in the second round. I'm okay with it. On top of that stuff, for those who are wondering why Antoine Winfield will, you know, wouldn't be a guy to go in the first round, these are these questions. Um, offensively, the two biggest positional groups for the Browns, obviously the tight end groups, we'll get to that here in a minute, they worked out today. The offensive tackles, they'll work out tomorrow. So we're going to take you through today's workouts. Uh, the tight end position, the uh, you know, first one we got to see here with the first group here. Um, and as Pete and I have been telling you here on The Big Show, it's not the best tight end class. And the Browns kind of need that Kyle Rudolph type. You know, the big six foot five, 260, a guy who can hook a T.J. Watt on an outside zone so he's not a disruption to the play. This group doesn't feature that type of guy. Obviously, you got a blazing 40 from the Missouri tight end, Albert O, who we've talked about numerous times. But he's no more accomplished than David Njoku. Um, You already have those types, tight end number two types, and David and Ricky Seals-Jones and Steven Carlson. You need that ultra-blocker type. This class doesn't bring it to this point. And obviously, folks are going to bring up Adam Troutman out of Dayton. Look, I'm not dissing on a local kid any means um but for where adam troutman's going to be drafted which probably i'd say would be top 75 his testing today in his on-field work was pretty good the three cone was fantastic six foot i'm sorry 6.78 at 255 pounds is an outstanding number obviously showed really well down in mobile as a blocker but we're still talking about a guy that is jumping from dayton at the FCS level to the you know The NFL, the best of the best. You know, Are you ready to put him against a T.J. Watt? I'm not. Does he pick it up quickly? Does the blocking translate if you take him in round three? Maybe it does. Um, But I'm not sure he's going to be an out-the-gate performer for you if you go ahead and you go after him. Um, Obviously, you know, a hit to the tight end class, somebody we didn't get to see work out, Thaddeus Moss. Yes, son of Randy Moss. uh, Diagnosed with a Jones fracture in his foot during the medicals. Um, that's probably it for Thad Moss. What we've seen is what we're going to see, and we're probably not going to get any real numbers. Um, the measurement at under six foot two wasn't doing him any favors to begin with. Going to have a real hard time looking at a player like that and thinking he can be, you know, the tight end one—a guy who's going to stay on the field all the time, can contribute as a receiver, and more importantly, as a blocker in the offense that Kevin Stefanski wants to run here. So Thad Moss is probably a guy that's going to be ending up not in the Browns equation. Um, Degora out of Cincinnati. Um, good day. I mean, worked out pretty well. But again, he falls in the line to more of this tight end two type of guy. Maybe a fullback option. We'll see if he sticks around on the board long enough. Um, you guys have heard me bring up the name Stephen Sullivan out of LSU. The other tight end. Played like kind of like a big slot receiver at times. Look, everything's checked out thus far in Indy through the process here. You know, 6'5 and change. The length is there. Um, the athleticism is there. He jumped well today, ran pretty well today. The question is going to be, and you brought in Bill Callahan, you have a first-time tight end coach. You also have an assistant O-line coach. Is how much can you get out of this young man as far as contributing into the blocking game? How quickly? Um, you're paying these people to do it. This is the type of jobs you put these guys into. But this is a name I keep coming back to on round three. Everything checks the box as far as size, length, athleticism. There was some production at LSU. He had a nice week down in Mobile. This is a young man, and you love the story because the kid grew up with some really, really hard times, and you want to see it all come to fruition for him, and you'll get himself a nice life through the NFL. This is a guy I'm on board with on day three as a developmental guy. Um, If it really goes well, maybe he's a contributor by the second half of the season. If it takes some time, maybe he's a full, functional guy by year two. But Steven Sullivan out of LSU was a guy I'm just not coming off of yet. Uh, Chase Claypool has been a popular name as far as a tight end convert. Obviously played wide receiver at Notre Dame. The issue there was, you know, everybody was hoping he'd put bulk up a little bit, and this still may be the case. You could ask him to bulk up a little bit, and you know, try, you know, move him in line a little bit, block a little there. Um, He tested, he didn't test well for a tight end today. He tested really, really well for a wide receiver today, Um, and the big slot now that everybody's so much in love with Chase Claypool may fill that bit so I'm not too sure. Um, a guy, Stephen Thomas and I talk a lot about, You know, Charlie T. out of Portland State, put up some really good athletic numbers today, but again, he's another guy that falls into this tight end, too, of what's going to be a Stefanski offense. I just think it's going to end up, in it may not be a sexy selection, but a free agent contract to a guy with a proven history as a blocking tight end in this league. Again, you can't fill every need in year one of a you know a, a new regime, um, this tight end class—it's it, not the 2019 class. It's not going to truly fit what the Browns need. They may go after a guy or two, but it probably won't be with the expectation of being an immediate contributor. TJ Hawkinson last year would have been maybe the dream scenario for the Cleveland Browns. Um, we'll see as names get cut here, you know, over the coming days. But this is probably something that's going to be best addressed during free agency. We're going to get to the quarterbacks today. A lot to get to with the wide receiver class, obviously. Um, so we'll get to that here as Jeff Lloyd takes you on through on your Friday episode of Locked on Browns. We're going to give Pete Smith a couple of days off here as he's got to attend to business and get all the content pushed out over at Browns Digest through SI.com. A lot of competition in the apparel industry in cleveland and everybody knows there's a t-shirt guy my folks i love the folks over at Save apparel craig is a good friend of mine we talk a lot what i appreciate most about craig's product is it's not just something where you know how can i sell 20 shirts that i just printed up it's about how can i have a long sustaining relationship about a player and how do i attribute it best to him um, whether it's the Joe Schobert shirts or the uh, the Scottish Hammer t-shirts. Um, I, I appreciate that. The great quality of the shirts. You know, Craig Evetter and him and his family, they travel to road games. Two kids serving in the armed forces. Zabo Apparel. Those are my folks. Love the work they do. S-Z-A-B-O. ZaboApparel.com. At Zabo Apparel. On Instagram. On Twitter. You're looking for gear. Go ahead and check out my folks at Zabo Apparel. Obviously, the Browns aren't truly in need of a quarterback during this draft cycle, but you look at what went down today with the workouts, um, and you you, know, you get to the first group. Obviously, you know no Tua, no Joe Burrow, you know. So Justin Herbert becomes kind of the star in show. Big kid, him and Easton, just absolute monsters. But Justin Herbert, the ball just comes so easily off his hands I don't think he, he doesn't have the arm that Eason does I think he's got more of the anticipation and showed obviously a little, a little bit more athleticism with the way he tested today um able to maneuver around a little bit and find his target um you know able to you know get balls between the hash um he looked really good and this is the toughest thing about these throwing sessions at the combine is you're throwing to people you do not have a relationship with so, you know, you got to adjust quickly, and you, you're just looking to throw it to a spot, a catchable spot. I thought Justin Herbert did a fantastic job with that today. I think the quarterback who surprised me both most today was probably Jalen Hurts. Um, you talk about Jalen Hurts, you know, beginning of his career at Alabama, where he was, you know, a- another factor of the running game for Alabama, um, you know, threw some, and most of the time it was let's drop back, with the hopes of you cover everybody. And Jalen Hurts had the chance to escape the pocket. Um, the maturation of him from this one year at o- Oklahoma, and it's the taking the drop, planting the foot, finding the guy, releasing the ball. He really looks solid today. And normally, you know, the more athletic quarterbacks, they're the ones that struggle a little bit in the combine workouts, it's you know it's just more difficult for them. They're used to just kind of like the health or aspect of it. Jalen Hurts looked really, really good today. All his balls were catchable. All his balls were on the outside shoulder where they need to be. An impressive workout for Jalen Hurts today. It was really, really nice to see. Um, Eason from Washington, just got a you know, just got a gun. Big, big gun. Question's going to be, can he maneuver around the pocket? Question can be, can he pick up on third and six if the coverage is there and, you know, there's yards to pick up, does he have enough length to do it? Um, I'm a sucker for the big armed quarterbacks. Easton's got it in spades. Question's going to be, you know, will he learn that not every ball needs to be, you know, not every pitch needs to be a 99-mile-hour fastball. Can he throw a change up every now and then and, you know, allow for, you know, some of his players around him, his talent around him to get some yak yak yards. Gordon out of Washington State, Um, just watching him and between the tape and what you see today, he's not a guy that you're just going to basically build a tutorial around and say, watch this guy do it. Um, Bigger guy, um, throws well, but he's got the shortstop mentality where ball in hand, okay, there it is, throw it. Um, so, it's a lot of herky jerkiness to it, but it comes with some great accuracy. 5,000 yards passing at the FBS level. It's 5,000 yards passing. I mean, it's nothing to sneeze at. He's an interesting guy. Put together a nice little day today. Jordan Love was a guy I, I wasn't sure where I am at. Um, obviously, this year, after last year, didn't go nearly as well. Um, and normally, I'm not the one. I don't want to hear about the excuses, yada, 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 yada. Looked much better today. The athleticism showed, obviously, with a uh, sub 4640. Um So he'll be able to pick up the empty yards that are there. He throws such a great catchable ball. And his intermediate throws are low and clean and you know, on numbers where guys can catch him. And they're very catchable. Right there, Where boom, secure the ball. Go ahead and make plays for your quarterback. I think one of the things that impressed me most about Jordan Love is, and what you think about is, he's going to play with the greatest talent He has ever been around, you know, no disrespect to the Utah state program, but he's going to go somewhere where it's the greatest group of athletes and pass catchers that he's ever been around. And it probably shows you that Jordan Love is going to have a lot better NFL career than some may think. I do believe he'll be the fourth quarterback off the board. I wasn't sure how high he would go. I think he's a guy who's certainly capable of going within the teens. Indianapolis, if it doesn't work out with a Philip Rivers or finding that vet they would like, uh, I, I wouldn't be stunned if you know Jordan Love ended up being the number thirteen overall pick. Even if they get Philip Rivers at you know through free agency, maybe you still take a Jordan Love. 13 overall um colts have plenty of ways to go here they have a stacked roster otherwise and plenty of draft selections so it, it could work out as early as that position we're going to get to more here as we keep on rolling through lockdown browns i want to talk about the wide receiver group today um interesting some things that rubbed me the wrong way but we're going to get to that here in a little bit more on On browns if you're looking for food, you're looking for barbecue, you're anywhere near the Vermilion area, you need to go roll on through your your pit barbecue. My guy, John Vaughn. Um, John and I, we took a lot of browns, but one of the things John and I talk a lot about is preparing meat, smoking meat, grilling meat, mixing flavors with meat, preparing food. What are you, what are you mixing it with? John does a fantastic job with his lunch specials. You know, A lot of time, Cleveland sports related, it's, you know. It's fun talking with him because it's you know, not always ball. It's you know something else. But the restaurant does really, really well. And I love to hear John's passion behind how he does it all. Your Pit Barbecue. You're around Vermilion. You live in Vermilion. Hell, you're just looking for good barbecue. Make your way to Vermilion. Go ahead, check out Your Pit Barbecue. My man, John Vaughn. Go in, tell him I sent you. Talk some browns. Eat some barbecue. Just have a great meal. Have a great time with John and his staff over at Your Pit Barbecue. Now, the wide receiver position. There's a bunch of different ways I can go with this today. Um, In number one, it's good for the Browns. We'll get to that here at the end. Um, The Henry Ruggs situation. Look, it seems like he was put in here to the combine with the sole purpose of Trying to beat John Ross's record. That's the part that kind of aggravates me. Um, 422, 428, 427. None of it matters. It's ridiculously fast. It's like Olympian fast. It seems like Henry Ruggs came in here with the pressure of trying to beat John Ross's number. That is not what it ever should have been. We all know Henry Ruggs is fast. What did I want to see? I wanted to see a gauntlet drop. I wanted to see Henry Ruggs run some routes with quarterbacks he hasn't done 600 routes with. And I think the pressure that maybe got put on Henry Ruggs did a disservice to him today. Um, It's great that he ran the 4-2-7, but we didn't learn anything different about Henry Ruggs today. And the NFL, if you want to do this and you want to make the combine, this primetime focus, and I'll be honest, tonight it felt a little lacking. And for me to say that about wide receivers which everybody knows is my favorite position. It just, I don't know, just seemed a little unjust, and I think you kind of put Henry Ruggs in a difficult position because there's plenty that don't feel he's the top wide receiver in this class. CeeDee Lamb felt like he was getting talked about like an afterthought. Jerry Judy felt like he was getting talked about like an afterthought, and that shouldn't be the case just because Henry Ruggs is really, really fast. We wanted to learn more about Henry Ruggs, and route running and things of that nature. That just kind of aggravated me. One more before we get to some of the wide receivers who did have some some positive days. The fade route, like seriously, A-Number 1, it's difficult enough as it is for these quarterbacks and wide receivers who do not know each other and literally have just met each other to have any sort of timing. The most difficult route to have timing on is the end zone fade. There's reason people don't run anymore. The completion percentage is terrible. Um, yeah, maybe if you've ran 10,000 routes from quarterback to wide receiver over the years between practices and warm-ups and games, and, but to throw this in at the combine, it looked sloppy. It looked like a waste of everyone's time. You're trying to tell these kids how to run the route. Meanwhile, quarterbacks are just trying to throw the ball to the back pylon. That one, uh, that idea... Throw it back in the garbage heap it came from because that was a waste of everybody's time. Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Fantastic day. What you love about Denzel Mims is six foot three, two oh seven, hands catcher, contested catcher, and the willingness to block. What you saw today is Denzel Mims popping a below 4440. Hello. First round for Denzel Mims. Everybody get on me. I don't care. Yes, I love Corey Coleman. Yes, I've fallen in love with another Baylor receiver. Every stinking box with Denzel Mims is checked tenfold. Chase Claypool. You know what? It's it, 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 Sometimes for kids, it's difficult when you get to the combine and people start saying, oh, well, I'd like to see him maybe play this position. Or, you know, can we, oh, well, can he do this? And... For a player, it's like, well, you know, your resume is kind of taking a ding for what you've done at this point. Chase Claypool blew it out the box today, ran well at his weight. And there was the stat, and it was actually funny because Rich Eisen and uh, Daniel Jeremiah, the name they brought up, Jack Andrade. Jack Andrade was a guy I did podcasts with six years ago. Here he is now feeding great statistical information to Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah during the NFL Combine. Jack, keep kicking ass, bro. Proud of you. But Chase Claypool went in there, ran well, at his weight, jumped well. Amazing athlete. Look, there's still the possibility. You might want to try to do some tight end stuff with him. I'm not sure if it's going to fit the Browns' needs, but somebody may say, hey, if we can just even get a little bit more and it becomes the ultimate threat where we can do a little more inside, in line, big slot, outside. Chase Claypool, congratulations. Money. Ching earned today. Justin Jefferson, LSU. First thing that I noticed today with Justin Jefferson is he kind of looked a little small today without pads on at the combine. Didn't look small. Ran well, closer to four, close to four four. Very impressive. He already has a fantastic slot receiver resume, which is great. But you want to know what he showed today is that just ain't me. So. NFL loves versatility. I can put you in. I can put you out. I can do whatever I want with you. Great day for Justin Jefferson at LSU first round. Yeah, that's another one. Jalen Rager. Um, and it's hate you hate to see disappointment in a kid's eyes when they ran 4 for but it almost like you like you saw it with him. Um, looked a little maybe too yoked up at two eleven. Um, maybe closer to two hundred is you know where he needs to play, and that's fine. Um, the explosion, but even still, we're talking 4 4. So let's not put too much into it. Jalen Rager is going to be absolutely fine. Uh, your Jerry Judy's, your C D Lamb, everything they do is just so silky, smooth, effortless. It doesn't matter that they don't run 4 3. These guys are just best in show. It's simple, it's clean. Don't stink and overthink it. Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, the jumps were fantastic. It seemed like he was over-hyped to run the 40. I do believe he's truly a faster player than the 40 times he ran today. You know, but caught the ball well, ran well, and it's tough for a guy like this. You know, he was a five-star recruit. You go to Michigan, and you're getting sold by Harbaugh that this program is going to be so great, so fantastic, and it's all going to turn around. And it never really did. And, you know, tough for him. Um, I think he's probably going to be a top 50 player in this draft is my guess at worst. Um, but that what I take away from the wide receiver workouts today is this for the Cleveland Browns. Um, you want a wide receiver? Guess what? There are like 957,000 of them. Um, there was some talk the other day of, you know, maybe 25 to 30 wide receivers going in the first th- three rounds. I thought it was kind of crazy at the time. Um Although I may not say 30. I believe that number is going to be north of 20. But the problem is is you're still good. There's still going to be guys available in fourth, fifth, sixth round. This is a crazy, crazy deep class. And for Cleveland, if this is something you want to do, obviously you have some free agents here. Um, you have two good special teamers that you really like, and you got to find a way to fill out a room. I don't think it's going to be hard if you want a wide receiver to get somebody of quality that should be able to contribute from day one. It truly is a deep and in special group of players, and the thing is, is all different types. There's your Smurf quick guys. There are your you know six foot to six foot one guys, possession guys with good speed. There's your big old bad boy number one true wideouts. It's a really really fun class. Um, day one of Indy, the NFL Combine is in the books. Tomorrow we get to the second most important offensive side of the ball, the offensive tackles, and I always love to talk some running backs. Um, so we're going to continue on through here. Locked on Browns, combine coverage, Google hits are up. Obviously the big shows up here. Appreciate everybody. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.